our pastor, our teacher, and our shepherd. Ladies and gentlemen, rising to our feet, giving honor to the one who honor is you. Let's receive the ministry of our pastor, Bishop Eddie Payment. Come on. this morning. You're looking very beautiful, very nice, very smart. I think you should put your hands together for yourselves. Hallelujah. We thank God also for sweet song ministrations from the violets, from the tulips, and from the olives. Put your hands together for all of them. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Well, I just want to emphasize the announcement. Um, Shepherd service today will be at 5 p.m., not 4 p.m., so please take note. And then also, um, 
what else? Uh, ben MP, yes. Today is Ben MP Sunday. So please make your contributions ready. Let's all support this work of crusades. You know, it's a very wonderful thing. We will not be able to go, but your money can go. I found out that it costs about $2 to reach one soul, which is about 10 cities. So if you give 10 cities, what it just means is that you are reaching a soul. Yeah, so today I want to encourage us all, at least make your 10 cities ready to support the crusade. Hallelujah. All right, we want to take our memory verse for this morning. Um, okay, First Chronicles chapter 29. Let's take it together. Ready, go. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Hallelujah. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. Now, isn't that powerful? Now, the God that we serve, all these things belong to him. Greatness. As you belong to him also, it shall be your portion. Power. Receive power in the name of Jesus. Glory. Receive glory this week in the name of Jesus. Victory. Is somebody receiving victory this morning? And majesty. Wow. Now these are five powerful things that are going to be yours this week. Somebody say greatness. Say power. Say glory. Say victory. Majesty. It is yours. In the name of Jesus. Let's take it one more time. Ready, go. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 29 verse 11. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful, beautiful Victory Sunday morning. Lord, as we gather in your presence, speak to every heart, touch every heart. May we not leave your presence the same. Thank you, O God, for sending forth your word to heal us and to deliver us from all our distractions. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. In the presence of the Lord. Well, last week we started talking about um, 15 essential features, isn't it, of potential shepherds. This is our year of shepherding. And we said that um, if we're looking for shepherds, there are some things we need to look out for. And when we see those things, it's a sign that the person is a potential shepherd. Like how you look out for a wife. You look out for certain things. There are some people, they look out for somebody who can cook. Because as far as they are concerned, food is very important. If, if the woman cannot cook, then forget it. Forget it. 
Yeah, I think I was one of those people I was looking out for. A lady who could cook. And my wife, she did one or two things. Those days, she was just a friend. I visited her. She organized some food before us. It was around 1 a.m. My roommate and I were very hungry. And uh, we were looking for food to eat. And uh, he said, oh, he thinks that when we go to her place, at that time she was not my beloved, we were just friends, we will get food to eat. I said, are you sure? 1 a.m. So you, let's go. And then we went. When we arrived, she was even asleep. And then when we entered, we knocked, she got up and we said, oh, we are hungry. Oh, Charlie, she went to the balcony and organized some things and then organized some food for us. When we finished eating, I said, Charlie, the way she can organize the food like that, dear Charlie, potential. And today she's my wife. She's cooking for me powerfully. Hallelujah. You people, you like to hear our stories, but we don't know anything about you. You are there hiding with some boy. We don't know who it is. Let us also know your story. But anyway, so the first thing we said you need to look out for is not somebody who can cook. But <laughs> I'm talking about potential shepherd. It's somebody who has a personal relationship with God. And uh, we are saying that as we are all striving to become shepherds this year, if this is what we are looking out for, then all of us should also learn how to have a personal relationship with God. And I started by saying that one of the ways by which you can have a personal relationship with God is to have your quiet time. Very, very important. Um, I'm preaching today from Bishop's book, how you can have an effective quiet time with God every day. And um, we have copies available. Uh, first of all, we have a copy of the, what it means to become a shepherd. People have been asking, where can we get it? So we had to bring some of the books for you. 20 Ghana, it's actually 30 Ghana cities, but they've subsidized it for us. 20 Ghana cities, you can get one. And then also, understanding the quiet time, the secret of spiritual strength is also 20 Ghana cities. So if you need one, you can wave your hand and we'll get you a copy. I don't know which one you need, quiet time or uh, somebody's hand is up there. So you can have a copy. Anybody who needs one, just so that you can follow what we are doing. So I started last week by sharing with you from uh, chapter 2 of the book. Uh, we looked at, was it chapter 2 or chapter 3? At least from the book I have. <laughs> it's chapter 3, the quiet time, your personal time with God. And we looked at seven things that can happen during your quiet time. First of all, we said during your quiet time, you develop the most important relationship in your life. And um, as you keep fellowshipping with God, you build a relationship with Him. Number two, how many of you remember? Were you here last week? You look very lost, as if you were not here. Were you here? Okay, number two, we said having your quiet time makes you develop the most important personal habit of all time. You remember? And uh, we said that some people have a habit, the habit of bathing every day, even though some people don't have that habit. Habit of brushing your teeth every day is a good habit. 
But another habit you must have is to have your quiet time every day. And then number three, we said during your quiet time, you draw near to God and he draws nigh to you. James 4 verse 8, it says that draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Number four, we said a quiet time makes you read the most important book in the world. There is no other book greater than the Bible. Yeah. One man, Professor M. Montero Williams, comparing other religion, religious books to the Bible, he said, pile them, if you will, on the left side of your study table, but place your own holy Bible on the right side. Wow. All by itself. All alone. And with a wide gap between them. For there is a great gap between it and the so-called sacred books of the East, which severs the one from the other utterly, hopelessly, and forever. A veritable gulf which cannot be bridged over by any signs of religious thoughts. The Bible is in a class of its own. They said that if you want another word to describe the Bible, is the word unique. So if you want to say Bible, you can say unique. Because it's one of its kind. There's no other book that can be compared to the Bible. Hallelujah. And then number five, a quiet time is your personal school of the word. You are having Bible school. I have learned a lot of things through my quiet time. A lot of things that I know, I learned them through my quiet time. When I read my Bible every morning, I receive knowledge. Bible says that but grow in grace, Second Peter 3.18, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, as you are studying, you are reading your Bible, you are growing in, in knowledge. You are having a lot more of the word entering into you. And also, Bible says, Jesus said in John 16 verse 12, he said, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So God has many things to say to us, but we can't handle them. So he brings it to us small, small. Somebody say small, small. So every morning when you read your Bible, God will give you something small. It's enough. Take that with you and go along with it for the day. Tomorrow come again and then he will give you something. That's why the Israelites, when they came out of Egypt, God was giving them food daily. Daily. Because God wanted them to depend on him every day. Yeah. So, when the food was sent to them, they looked at the thing. First of all, they didn't know what it was. What is, what is it? So, they used to say, mana. Mana. In other words, what is this? What is this? So, that word that we have made it nicely, mana, daily mana, it was actually mana. It means, what is this? So, they were just looking down on what God was giving to them. But God felt that these people, if they have it all, they will not come to me again. And that's how some of you are. If you have everything, we will not see you again in the church. That is why God doesn't give you everything. Yeah. And so, God gives it to them every day. And the Bible says that some people, they, they felt that they were wise. They will pack a lot in sacks and take them to their house. That the following day, they won't come back and come and collect but the following day when you wake up, they see that there are worms and other things, maggots and other things in the thing. They can't eat it. They have to throw it away. And they have to go for more. So God made it such that we will come to him every day. 
to receive our daily bread, our daily food. That's why when you pray, Jesus said, pray and say, give us this day our daily bread. Hallelujah. Because God wants us to come for daily bread. He didn't say pray and say, God, give us my everlasting bread that I don't need to come to you again. God wants us to come to him again and again. Amen. Number six, during your quiet time, you increase in your personal knowledge of the scriptures. You will have scriptures in you. You will just have them unconsciously. Because if you remember what you read in the morning, it will be in your head. Even our memory verse for today, 1 Chronicles 29, 11. If there's nothing, at least you have that one. So if I'm looking for a scripture that talks about greatness and majesty and glory and victory and all that, I know where to find it. Already you've learned one scripture, isn't it? And then number seven, during your quiet time, you experience the presence of God. The presence of God. The word of God is God himself. John chapter 1 verse 1. The Bible says that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So as soon as you have the word in front of you and you are reading it and you are fellowshipping with the word. You are actually fellowshipping with God. And so his presence is with you where you are. Hallelujah. Today, I want to quickly move on because my time is almost up to chapter 10. I want to talk about, uh, I think I'll look at 10 and 11 or so, how to have an effective quiet time. How to have an effective quiet time. Isaiah chapter 30. I just want to read a scripture from Isaiah chapter 30. And um, I believe that it's going to be a blessing. Isaiah 30 and verse 15. It says, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall you be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. But ye would not. He said what? In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength and ye will not. So, in quietness, you find your strength. God has ordained that in the quiet times, in the quiet moments, as we come into his presence, we find strength every day. God wants to give you strength. The Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Renew means to take away the old one and have a new one. Some of us get tired with a whole lot of things, issues of life, problems that plague us and all that. So you get tired, tired of life. There are some people that want to give up because of all the things that are fighting them. But the Bible says that they who will wait on the Lord, those who will come into his presence, those who will spend time in his presence, they will renew their strength. May your strength be renewed in the name of Jesus. Another version of the Bible uses the word exchange. So they that wait upon the Lord shall exchange. In other words, you will come with your weakness and you will exchange it for the strength of the Lord. Hallelujah. So can you imagine what happens to you when you don't have your quiet time? 
you will just become weak, weaker and weaker every day. But you see people going on with strength. You wonder how they make it. How come this person is still going on? Everybody is saying it's not working. Things are hard. But this one is still going on because he has learned the secrets of the quiet time. And every day when he comes into the presence of the Lord, he exchanges his weakness for the strength of the Lord. I thought someone was going to put your hands together. Three strategies for a powerful quiet time. Number one, set a practical, unchangeable, and regular time for your quiet time. Set what? A practical, unchangeable, regular P-U-R. Practical, unchangeable, regular time for your quiet time. It's very important. When you don't do that, you, you will just have your quiet time anyhow. But it's always good to have a time that you know that you are going to commit yourself to. That I'm always going to be there in the presence of the Lord at that time. And God also knows that at that time you'll be coming. So God will also be expecting you. What do you think about that? In Exodus 34, we read it last week, but I want to read it again. Verse 2. This is about Moses. It says that, And be ready in the morning, and come up in the morning unto Mount Sinai, and present yourself there to me in the top of the mount. So, a very good time to have your quiet time it's in the morning. It's a good time because at that time, a lot of things have not started, which can take your mind away. So you can focus and stay on the thing that you are doing. But as soon as you start the day, and you go here, you come here, you move this way, you can't focus on what you are doing. So many things will be distracting you. And that's why in the morning is important, even more practical is early in the morning. Yeah. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. That was Jesus' example. Mark 1 35. The Bible says that, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Hallelujah. So, Bishop says here, set a regular time when you meet God. It is very important that you set a regular time for your quiet time. Life is such that important things are often overlooked. If you do not schedule a consistent period for your quiet time or a constant period for your quiet time, I assure you that you will leave it out. The best time for a quiet time is the first thing in the morning. In the morning... Early in the morning, in the morning, I will rise and praise the Lord. Number two, strategy number two, withdraw from the presence of other people. Yeah. There are some people, they just like being with people. I mean, every time it's like, let's go together, let's do things together. But God wants you to come alone. He said to Moses, Exodus 34, verse 3, he told him in the second uh, verse 2, he says, be ready in the morning 
But verse 3, it says that when you are coming, come alone. When you are coming, do what? Come alone. Look at it there. And no man shall come with you. No man. Neither let any man be seen even around the mountain. No beast, flock, whatever. Nothing should come. And if no man is coming, then it means that your phone also should not come. Because when your phone comes, already your phone, you have stored a lot of numbers. And all these people are trying to reach you. So when you come into the presence of the Lord and you come with your phone, you have actually come with a lot of people into the presence of the Lord. So even your phone. Should... Now I see that this one here. Yeah, a lot of people, your phone is always with you. I have to come up with something because sometimes I need my phone for one reason. I'm sure I'll mention it as I go along. You can put the thing on flight mode. When you put it on flight mode, nobody can call you. When they call, your phone is off. Especially if you need to check something on the phone. Then you can put it on flight mode. So it shows that it's off, but it's on. You are using it for something else. Yeah. So if you are the person who is like that, you need to use it for something, then you can do that. Otherwise, don't take it along with you at all. Amen. A quiet time is not a prayer meeting involving all the members of your household. Well, sometimes some people say we are having morning devotion. And so they bring everybody together. Morning devotion is also good. It's another type of whatever. But it's also like a prayer meeting. Yeah. So a quiet time it's not the morning devotion that you have with all your family members. That's devotion. That's a family meeting. But God is looking for you alone. God wants to have you alone. So he said, don't come with anybody. Don't come with your children. Don't come with your wife. Don't come with your husband. Don't come with anybody. Come alone. I want to meet you alone. And Jesus showed us the example. There were times when he prayed with his disciples. But there were times when he went alone. Hallelujah. So if you want to have a real quiet time, it must be alone. A quiet time is not another church service or fellowship meeting. It is an intimate time between you and God. It is a private moment that you must cherish. You will notice that Moses could not have his quiet time in the presence of others. A quiet time is a time when you are alone with God. You cannot develop a personal relationship with someone unless you are alone with the person. And it must be possible to withdraw from yourself from the company of others so that you can be alone with God. And if you can afford it, create for yourself a private place in your house where you can go there and pray and meet with God alone. Am I speaking to somebody? Yeah. So, any relationship that develops to another level, they are alone. When a husband and a wife are having another type of relationship, it's the two of them alone. Why don't they call everybody? Hey, my wife and I, we are trying to have a certain intimacy. So, everybody come along, come and see what we are doing. 
Uh, how many realize that it will not be commodious to have something like that? Yeah. But they are alone in the room. But they are having intimacy. TDJ says that. Intimacy. 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 To be able to have intimacy, you must see inside the person. So, intimacy. 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 God wants to have a relationship where we are opening up and we are coming to him. Hallelujah. Number three, create an atmosphere that is conducive for fellowship with God. Create an atmosphere. It's very important. Because sometimes the atmosphere can be dry. And sometimes I enjoy it as I'm preaching. Brother Andy is playing the keyboard in the background because he creates an atmosphere. It's a different thing when he stops playing. Stop playing. You see that the atmosphere has become dry. And the preaching is coming, but it's not the same. But as the music is playing in the background, it makes the preaching very nice. Hallelujah. In the same way, prayer is also nice. Being in the presence of God is also nice when you have a good atmosphere. And that's why every one of you must learn to have some kind of uh, worship songs on your phone. I don't know which songs you people have on your phone. Eh? That's why you come and stand there and sing. He was leading worship. When they gave him the mic, he came to stand there. And he started. And all the people responded. They don't even know that. They, they think it's a worship song. But everybody should have something that creates an atmosphere. I mean, when I pick my phone, that's the reason why I would like to have my phone with me. When I pick up my phone, then I'll be playing some music. You see, and music will be playing when I'm just in the presence of the Lord. All is said and done, everyone is gone. Lord, you're really all I want. In the best of I mean, when you wake up in the morning and you just put this one on and it's flowing in the background. Oh, 
yes, Lord, I worship you. I worship you. I bless you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, O God, for your presence this morning. Me karuma sita bande. Shilili kunda rebasenda. Tela kura basenda. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, you have a beautiful presence. You know, and everyone must learn to have something. Something, whether on your iPad or your whatever, your phone. But something that you can just connect easily. And then the atmosphere is charged. Maybe sometimes you may be preaching. For some people, preaching works. But create a conducive environment. I mean, there's no point in just struggling in the morning. Because already now, the morning now is a very wild this thing. I don't know how many of you, but you see that when you wake up in the morning, all sorts of thoughts flash through your mind. That is when you begin to remember that you haven't paid this one. You remember that you should have gone here. You should have done this. And then your body starts itching. Ah, all this while you were not itching. Then all of a sudden you feel like going to poo You want to go and poo Come back. And then the whole thing is just some way. But when you have a presence, when all is said and done. And listen, if you don't have music, shall it create your own music? Oh, Lord, you're really all I want. When the best of just leaves me feeling numb. Lord, you're really all I want. And all that I long for, and all that I hope for, is just that sense of songs, you don't know songs, you wouldn't know what to sing. That is why you'll be singing, because you are full of unbeliever music. Some of us, you tune your radio to some of these stations and they are playing. Eh? The other day I heard they were playing some songs. Grandma, grandma, I don't know. Whether, have you heard that song? It's a song. You've heard it before. If you are hearing this old visa grandma, when you wake up in the morning, you will come before God, you'll be looking for grandma. Eh? So everybody, learn it. Get into worship. Become a worshiper of God. Learn the songs. Learn the words. Because some of us, if the words are not on the screen, you will not be able to sing it. But learn the songs, especially if it's a song that ministers to you. Get into the song. Learn the words. The first time I heard this song, um, Your Presence is Heaven to Me. Oh, I said, I have to learn the words. 
when you hear me singing it, it, I've soaked it and I've memorized the thing so that it will be a part of me. So that when I wake up in the morning, I want to worship the Lord. I'll sing it to Him. Who is like you, Lord, in all the Much less love and beauty and less worth. Nothing in this world could satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Treasure of my heart and of my soul. Treasure of my heart and of my soul. In my weakness, you are merciful. In my weakness, you are merciful. And the way you are playing will be very slow. Redeemer of my past and present wrongs. Holder of my future days to come. Holder of my future days to come. Oh, your presence is heaven to me. Your presence is heaven to me. I mean, when I heard the song, I said, Lord, the song. He said, On my days on earth, I will await the moment that I see you face to face. Nothing in this world. Nothing in this world Cause that is fine Jesus you're the cup Jesus you're the cup That will run Learn it It will make your quiet times with God Rich Very rich Very rich Cause many of us when we wake up in the morning I mean it's so dry And that's why your whole day Becomes some way but when you enter into the presence of the Lord, the Bible says that enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And so as you worship him, as you sing praises to him, you enter into his presence. Step into the presence of the Lord. Have sweet fellowship with him. That is when you begin to have a personal relationship with God. There are songs, you know, the good thing is that there are things we want to say to the Lord, but sometimes we don't have the words. I don't know about you, but sometimes I want to say something to the Lord, but I don't know what to say. One brother came into the presence of the Lord. He was just there. He was standing. He wanted to say something, but he didn't know what to say. Because the guy wanted to say something. But nothing was coming. But people have written songs for us. Oh, I said people have written songs for us. So we can pick the songs that they have written. Then we can sing it to the Lord. And as you sing it, you enter into his presence. You enter into the place where God is. May you have an intimate relationship with the Lord. May you enter into the presence of the Lord. May you have a sweet fellowship. In the presence of the Lord, stand to your feet.
and you're all I want, and you're all I've ever needed, and you're all I want. Oh, help me, Lord, you are me. Draw me close to you. Draw me close to you. Never let me go. It's too slow. Come on. Never let me go. I laid all down again. I laid it all down again. So here you say that I'm your friend. Tell the Lord you are my desire. You are my desire. No one else will do. No one else will do. Because nothing else can take your place. Because nothing else can take your place. To feel the warmth of your embrace. To feel the warmth of your embrace. Help me find a way Lord, bring me back to you To the presence of the Lord. Oh yes. To read your Bible. To read your Bible. And to have sweet fellowship. Sweet fellowship. Sweet fellowship. In his presence. Thank you Lord. We bless you. We bless you. Now as every head is bowed or eyes closed. Maybe you hear somebody invited you to church. But you know deep down in your heart you don't have a relationship with God. The quiet time begins by you having first a relationship with God. Surrendering your life to Jesus. Today if you are here you know you are not born again. If Jesus should come now, you will not be part of the people that he is taking away with him. If you are here like that and want to give your life to Jesus, just lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you. You want to surrender your life to Jesus? This morning, lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. Today is a good day to surrender your life to Jesus. To begin a relationship with Him. Let it go up. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hands, God bless you. I want you to do one more thing for me. I want you to move out of your seat and come to me in front here. I'm going to pray with you. Come all the way. Come on to Jesus. Come, give in your life today. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. Those of you in front, just lift up your two hands. It's a sign of surrender. 
And we're going to pray together. Just lift up your two hands to the Lord. And let's pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. From today, I am yours and you are mine. I will serve you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me.